G'day y'all. Welcome to our next episode of Champagne Cinema, the show where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink some wine, and then whine about them. My name is Chris, and joining me today is C. Hey. So, we had our girls weekend. We did. Wasted in Wimbo is what we called it. <laughs> we had a hashtag, which wasn't... We're not like those girls where it's like a l- real, real hashtag. It was just yeah. kind of like an inside joke. It was inside joke that has now made it to social media, but yes. that is fine. It's trending. It's not trending. Yeah. So this trip started off with a you know a little friendly visitor I came across when I went for my first piss in the house. <laughs> Very <laughs> when I was like christening <laughs> the house, and I'm you know I'm just sitting on the toilet and look down, and there's a big fat scorpion right in front of me i will say i didn't see the scorpion because yeah, I, I wonder refused to go i come out into the house and be like hey did any of y'all want to squish a bug does this australian know like how to kill a scorpion granted i've never seen a scorpion in my life never? and i think i have it's all based on like huge scorpions from films what is that film where they're like the city slickers isn't there like a scorpion oh, I was in thinking, that or something? No, or wasn't it Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I always feel like they're giant, giant insects. And then I found out, again, later, I didn't see it, but realized it was like the size of like a very, very small insect. Yeah. Well, none of us wanted to crush it. I wanted it to die, but I just don't like crushing bugs. So I covered it with the cup. And then our other friend came and actually helped like throw it into the field. <laughs> into the field. <laughs> but our other friend, she... She looked like she was about to just leave. She's like, no, I'm I'm done. Yeah, we'd been in there an hour, and she was over the bugs. And Yeah, she's the one that says she wants to marry a countryman. And live on a farm. But she can't handle dragonfly. Yeah. When we're in a pool. I mean, dragonfly. I also agree with the scorpion. I was not prepared. No, scorpion's not fun. So the rest of the weekend, we were checking our sheets before we get into bed. And checking just the bathroom. Every time you're walking in, check the floor. But yeah. that was the only one. For anyone listening, Wimbo is not actually the oh. in this small town called Wimberley in Texas. Yes. But Hill Country. We were like on a ranch. Yeah. And I think that was like the best thing because, you know, everything went to shit in Austin with COVID again. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, we're oh, we're going bubble. on a girls weekend. And we got there. We had like an eight acre ranch to ourselves with an infinity pool. So yeah. We no, were, it wasn't infinity, it's kind but of, it felt infinity. It felt infinity, but... Because it just was, like, hills all around. But it was gorgeous, except for the, the scorpion. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, like, weekend of... How many of us were there? Seven girls? Seven in total. Yeah. And then we just would drink wine all day. We drank Loverboy. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Loverboy <laughs> and wine. We did get our Loverboy. And then we would... Go to bed early, and you know sometimes people didn't like that. Not early, early, but I mean ten thirty. Like that's didn't pretty standard for me. Didn't want to go until like me. two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I can't wasted. rage anymore like I used to. So unfortunately, <laughs> what I was, was your just, choice. I mean, I just would send myself to bed. I would just walk away. I think this happened twice. I would just walk upstairs to bed. And yeah, put you on, didn't even announce that you're going. Put to bed. on my iPad and start watching The Walking Dead by myself. <laughs> and I'd walk in because <laughs> I'm not that. I'm just that person. And you have just, like, the most lovable smile on your face watching Walking Dead. I'm like, are you okay? I was okay. I was great. I, I never was seen somebody watch just come zombies out. with such joy. You know, I wasn't watching the zombies with joy. I was watching Daryl with joy. Well, that's all I think about is zombies. You're watching zombies. <laughs> I think you go to that place, and it's why we started this podcast, is that movies and like television the escape of it like this other reality it just makes me so happy and so i'm watching something mm-hmm. that just brings like so many happy thoughts unfortunately for some people they don't associate the walking dead with that i do 
it's fine. My choice Everything's was the fine. office. <laughs> yeah. And C, so people would walk upstairs. Our other roommate would walk up and be like, you two are like smiling at your iPads with your headphones, not talking to each other, <laughs> sharing a bed. You have on the office and I have on the Walking Dead, which I think says a lot about our friendship, yeah. but also how different we are in our tastes. <laughs> yep. It works. It works. Somehow it works. I appreciate it. But it was a good weekend. It was successful. It was a good weekend. I was exhausted afterwards. There was a lot of sun. A lot of sun. sun a lot and of drinking. like not we didn't drink white claw. I didn't drink white claw. No, um, there was I've white claw. Scaled there. up, but it was just you know, I think we all needed that break and I think we all just wanted to relax and sit in a pool. Mm-hmm. Which is what we exactly And be away did. from people. And just like not associate with people at all. Yep. Uh so on to this week's movie. It is our most modern movie we've seen yet, which is also shocking because it's still 15 years old. Feels old. It's when I, it came out when I graduated high school. Yeah, I'm guessing like no films of like the current past 10 years are actually any good, according to the list we've been, you know, we've been watching Empire's top 100 list doesn't think anything good, like recent is good, but that's yeah. fine. So this one's 15 years old. Um, now, I'd heard about this film for years and years, and multiple people were shocked that I hadn't seen it. But see, you hadn't heard of it. I mean, I knew the name. Be- I knew the name, but I didn't know. And I always watch, like, award shows. So I knew I was aware of it, but I didn't know anything really about it. No. Yeah. So we watched 2006 Pan's Labyrinth, which is directed by, I may get this wrong, Giuliano? No. Giuliano? <laughs> no. Del Toro? Guillermo. Guillermo Del Toro? Guillermo. Is that how you say it? Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Also, fact, he is not related to Benedict del Toro, FYI. Googled that. No relation, just similar last names. Anyway, so many of you have probably heard of that director. He is best known for his Academy Award-winning films, which include Pan's Labyrinth and also The Shape of Water, which is a bit more current. He won the Oscar for the Best Director for Pan's Labyrinth um, and then Best Picture how is that even different? Oh, yeah, Best Picture mm-hmm. <laughs> of The Shape of Water, which I actually have seen that one of his, hence why I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by what this guy did earlier in the day. For this film, I did not know who any of the actors mm-hmm. were in this film, and there was no cameos no. that I was also excited about. So this was different. There was no hot babes, um, which is fine. We needed to shake <laughs> things up. I did hope. I was like, is he hot? Is he? No, he's not. There were no hotties. <laughs> but, you know, that way we focused on the film That's instead true. of getting excited about hot men. Variety. <laughs> As always, please note that these episodes will contain spoilers for every movie we have seen, um, and we don't want to ruin it for you, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it, um, and then come back. Right, so a quick plot and plunk breakdown for anyone that hasn't listened before. The plot is very self-explanatory, where we describe what actually happens in the film, and the plunk breakdown is when we talk about what we actually drank when we're watching the film. So, again... I think I copied and pasted three different um, plots for this film because some weren't really that descriptive. But anyway, Pan's Labyrinth. It is based in 1944, and it's about the allies that have invaded Nazi-held Europe, uh, in specifically focused in Spain. So uh, in Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to a remote forest to flush out some of the rebels. Um, I guess it was like just good versus bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Those troops are led by Captain Vidal, who is a murdering sadist. <laughs> and with him are his new wife, Carmen, and her daughter from a previous marriage, who is 11-year-old Ophelia. Ophelia witnesses her stepdad, so that's Captain Vadal, um, sadistic brutality, and is drawn into the Pan's Labyrinth, which is a magical world of mythical beings. 
She's set on trial uh, by a magical fawn to complete three tests so that she can enter this magical underworld where she is believed to be the soul of a lost princess. She also has some grasshopper and fairy slash fairy sidekicks to help her along the way. Two very different things <laughs> come together. I know. And I had to do um, a bit of reading about this to be like, wait. What just happened? Yeah. Um, but one of the things we were talking about when we first looked at this is the parental ratings are very different. So this in the U.S. is rated R. Yeah. So I came into it a bit nervous and it was saying that violence and gore was severe and the frightening and intense scenes was severe. And it was showing as what fantasy horror. Yes. So it seemed like this was going to be a, a stressful situation for me. Yeah. Not my I, not my vibe. Normally. Not your vibe. But I obviously am all about this vibe. Not in a, like a weirdo way, just like... You know, it's interesting. Yeah. And we hadn't had this vibe before. But then looking at it more in Australia, it's actually rated MA 15 plus. Which, yeah. Which means if you're 15 and you have parental guidance, you can watch this film. So, and there wasn't really any swearing in it either. No. So it's just a bit more intense than, you know, a kid shouldn't watch it because it has a kid in it. But it's definitely probably teenagers can watch this But one. I like that, yeah, Australia or other places have more Depth. options. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, PG-13 R... They have more guidance? It just didn't actually feel very R. I mean, there were some sort of intense scenes. There was this leg amputation scene. So you guys jumped from PG to R. No, PG, PG-13, R. Do you have G? Yeah, we have G. Okay. So, so G, PG, PG-13, R. And then MA is, like, not rated or over the top, even, I think. Oh, okay. So we have... G, which is just general public. Then we have PG-13, and then we have M, and then we have MA-15+, and then we have R-18+. Interesting. So it's really based on the age groups of, like, adulthood, is parental guidance needed, all that kind of stuff for, like, yeah. the teenage group. But I think it's really clear where here it's, like, there's, like, a huge gap. gap. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no guidance. Wing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do it at your own risk. But I, like, I wouldn't recommend this movie for anyone under 15, I don't think. No. I'd agree. There were some intense scenes that we reacted to. <laughs> like the uh, leg yeah, that amputation? Leg, leg amputation. Watch it. No. Write in your notebook that you won't watch it. I'm going to see if you think you're good. <laughs> I feel like Saul was worse. Did you ever watch Saul? Where he cuts yeah, up the first one I did. Yeah, that was way worse than what just happened there. Yeah, it was pretty gross, but it wasn't too intense like i didn't really watch it but then you're like oh that was that was that it was, it was over so it was like they kind of like you just see it like touch the skin yeah and then it's gone like i've seen worse in probably like <laughs> dr death when that came out like that was way worse and it's like probably worse in er and saw was way worse so like it was pretty i think the worst part was the doctor saying i'll try to do as little cuts as possible <laughs> you're like oh in as little cuts as possible yeah we're like Oh, I think it's going to take a lot of cuts to get through that. But Yeah. And then the other big thing was we had to read, guys. I mean, we are readers in real life, but we're a little bit lazy, I guess, when watching a movie because you have to really pay attention. Well, because it was in Spanish. So we and had it was to... in Spanish. So, yes, it had subtitles. <laughs> it had subtitles, which at first I kind of, I think I was like, oh, I... I think this is going to have subtitles. And you're like, wait, what? And then it started with subtitles. And you're like, go back. Wait, wait, I've we got to go back. I, I wasn't missed ready. it all. I need it mentally prepare for subtitles, drinking wine, and trying to watch a film. Yeah. Granted, we have subtitles we okay. on most of our films in English when they're speaking in English. That's true. But, but that's in case we kind of miss and you're not paying attention and you can like, oh, wait, did I catch that word? Yeah. But I, it wasn't as, it wasn't bad. 
No, it was definitely manageable. Manageable for this film. Yeah. It was very visual, I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and then for the plonk this week, we changed it up, which Chris had a bit of a fight. Uh, I didn't fight. I was just nervous. You were just... You're nervous about the film and I'm nervous about the wine. Again, this <laughs> so, is a lot about our personalities. Yeah, so we drank a white this time, which we don't often do. I don't drink white too much. I never drink white. But I will and I have enjoyed it and I don't have this strong aversion to it. <laughs> I only drink white if it's in a wine tasting flight. Yes, or like this one was from New Zealand, so you were more. Yeah, I, I felt in a safe space, it. but I will still say that I don't want to drink it again. <laughs> well, we'll save the overall, but here is you know us starting this wine. Alrighty, ready, ready, woo. We're drinking tonight. That's six p.m. Um, Friday. For, yeah, I had a day off today, so that's nice. Not me. Um, we're drinking a Sav Blanc, so we've gone rogue. We've gone for a white, <laughs> which never happens because I don't drink white. So there's a high chance I might actually go to a red halfway through this film. I don't think you're going to hate it. You, We've had a few whites and you drink it. Um, yeah, I feel like it, whenever we've gone to wine tastings, they always just make us drink Chardonnay and I'm it's just... It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. That's a pretty... And important point is from New Zealand. So you're so, going to drink it. Yeah. So it's from a town in New Zealand, which I'm pretty sure I know how to pronounce, but C never knows how to pronounce anything. Well, in Australia. In Australia. And like, and then this is also a pretty, similar. you know, I'm pretty sure this place also exists. It's a town in Australia. So I'll let you say it. I feel like Mar. shoot, now I'm overthinking it. Marlboro. <laughs> Marlboro. Like the cigarette. <laughs> Marlboro, yeah. <laughs> no. Mar- Marlboro. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Marlboro. I could have got that really wrong, but that's how, that's that how I read it. It doesn't roll off the tongue very easily. Yeah, you got to say it with like a Marlboro. really Ocker accent. Marlboro. Marlboro. <laughs> Marlboro. Do, do you want a Siggy? Sorry, brah. Anyway, it is called Whitehaven, um, and it's a Sav Blanc. So we're 13%. To, so, yes. I already looked. Oh, I didn't even don't know if I did. Crack it. Oh, it's not a pop. It's yep. a twist. Get it. Now, time for Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, so our first topic really is the main premise of the movie, mm-hmm. where it's this fantasy versus reality, you know, the world she goes into in the country where it's in a war and her stepfather and her mom and everything, and then there's this other mythical underground world that we're learning about yeah it's like whether or not the fantasy underworld is real or a product of Ophelia's imagination Mm -hmm. um del toro actually stated in an interview that while he believes it is real the movie should tell something different to everyone and it should be a matter of personal discussion so in that kind of theme we're going to discuss what we think is this gonna is this real or fantasy was what Ophelia was seeing real or was it just in her imagination in a way to escape her reality? Yeah, because she was not happy with being there. She wanted to be back in the city, and now she's in the country with this shit stepdad. Yes. So, and the first thing we really see of this fantasy world is this grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shape-shifting grasshopper. <laughs> it's a shape-shifting grasshopper. But she, the baby can't survive that long without with her mom being dead. It's a movie. It's not a fairy. What are you talking about? It's a grasshopper. <laughs> That's very intellectual and... Oh, 
Wait. Wait. No. Uh, you were wrong. You it, were wrong. Is it shape shifting? It definitely did. No, okay. you don't. You feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a grasshopper shape shift before. So yeah, do we think is this an actual grasshopper that she's imagining? Is a fairy or is it an actual fairy? Well, I feel like it's a bigger discussion. It's overall, is everything she's seeing fantasy or is it actually happening to her? So I have been thinking about this. I already know what my feeling is. Yes, and we're going to debate. But I think this is all real. I think this (laughs) is all a fantasy. Okay. (laughs) Why do you think it's a fantasy? Let's, like, hash this out. Well, I just think... Okay, so she starts, obviously, we know, she loves books and stories. She gets there, and it's like, you know, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later, but she's not really allowed to read books, but we know she loves a world, a different world, an escape. Yeah, but she doesn't love fantasy Yeah, but she's going to this place. She's clearly not happy the whole time. She doesn't want to be there, and I think it is a bit of an escape for her. It just, it does seem very, like, childlike and mythical and fairies- and how it even ends. Should I jump to like the ending? Yeah. So like Everyone's it ends. It. So her, I mean, her mom dies yeah. in childbirth, mm-hmm. and the movie ends where she becomes like the princess of the underworld, and her mom's there holding the baby, and it just seems like. So what if it's real? Her mom was always the queen of the underworld, and she knew this. And she, like, just where does that connection and the fact that her mom was there at the end when really in the movie she had no connection to this underworld fantasy world and it all, like, ended up where she wanted or... Yeah, but she didn't know about this mythical fantasy world until she met that fawn. As in, like, she knew had all these fairy tales and stuff, but there was a reason, call it fate or whatever it is, that she came back to this place where there was this labyrinth of entry to the underworld and then she had to pass all those tests by the fawn. One of the things that stuck out to me is the chalk. Where did she get that chalk from? How did she escape the attic with that chalk? So she was, like, locked in the attic and Her then turned up somewhere. But how did she get out? She was locked in the attic. She needed the chalk but, to go through. But it didn't actually happen. It was her imagination. Oh, but then Captain Vadel picks up the chalk and feels it and sees it. So he knows that chalk's there. But and you then, can still have a, a piece of chalk and pretend it's a door. But how did she get out of the attic? What in the attic? She was locked in the attic, and then she used the chalk to get out to was go this get with her the brother. Guy? No, to go get her brother and take him. Right at the end, he the fawn came back. It was like, "This is your final test. Here's some more chalk," and she escaped the attic that she was locked in and got her baby brother. And then Vadel picks she found up a the key. chalk. She found a key. <laughs> no, and then when she's running away from Captain Vadel. The labyrinth opens up because she's at a dead end and it opens up and she goes into this new area. How does that happen without magic? Again, because it's a fantasy. It's an imagination. And I just think that bringing those two worlds together, if it was real, it doesn't really make sense. The war and this, it's like two different spectrums because she's escaping. But again, like he said, it's just all how you interpret it. Yeah, they're and, both right. Probably. And the challenges, like, were like they do have like meaning as well because she's going up against these challenges that are trying to prove her true character. Can she go into this magical mm-hmm. land? So she has to go through these to get access to them. But you don't this magical land. It could be like they said, like for souls and stuff, because like she wasn't supposed to be in that world. She's supposed to be in the underworld because mm-hmm. that's like where her soul belongs. So her dying and then turning up in the underworld. 
kind of makes sense because it it's a totally sense. different like area not everyone's allowed access to it but she is and maybe that was it all along she actually had to sacrifice herself to get access to that because she had to die in the real world to go to the underworld I really just want him to tell me like what's <laughs> the scenario but I just can see like this is a lot of I could just see it being yeah a fantasy yeah and then and why does that flower escape? sprout at the end just I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Every time you see that flower, it's her. Yeah. They're like, there's like little sprinklings of physical things that happen that I was like, okay, I think they're leading me in that direction. But you got led in another direction, but really, which like, is okay. What is the underworld? They never really like explained what the underworld is. I think like, it's an escape it Is it from... bad? Like, what's the purpose of it? It's magical. Why wouldn't you want to go there and hang out with Mr. Fawny Fawn? <laughs> but it just didn't really make sense of like... The grand scheme. Okay, now what? I don't know. She's a princess. She gets to do what she wants. <laughs> As a soul. Yeah, and live forever. Sounds great. De- definitely better than our current life. No wonder she well, wanted to escape. Well, yeah, but that's what it is. It's like, if it's reality, then she's like, hell yeah, I'm going to take this road because this sucks. Or if it's a fantasy, she's just trying to, like, get out and pretend like she's not. She has a way to get out. But you know? she has to pass... The three, three, trials, tr- three trials, which yes. brings us on to the next part of would you do those three trials? I feel like so the first one was the toad, the toad, which yeah. oh, I not like that toad thing because it was like those roaches or huge beetles crawling all over her <laughs> like that. I don't know if I could do that. It's not even like the getting dirty part. It's those bugs and you're going into like complete unknown. Well, she wasn't ever really in danger. It just was gross. She didn't seem in danger, but the toad actually is, like, a symbol for Captain Valadia. Is that his name? Vidal. <laughs> Valium? I don't know. Because, like, it's the same kind of three- thing. The toad was, like, destroying this tree. Like, mm-hmm. Vidal was destroying her mom, and so she had to, like, overcome this, so she knew that she could overcome Captain Vidal as well. It was, like, the symbol between the toad was him, mm-hmm. and she had to go up against him to protect the tree slash her mother but then she got in trouble because she got all dirty and her mom like turned on her and was really upset with her and didn't let her eat dinner well that's not still that's not a reason like that's gonna blow over i know that's toad i would be super scared to go up against but then you think about it like that her mom didn't have her back as much but (laughs) whatever that's a whole other discussion (laughs) but i think overall I was like, no, I would not do this as a child. But then I've never been in her situation where she's in this war-torn country that her stepdad is, like, some narcissist sadist that's killing everyone. But do you think in that moment, though, that she thought of him as the captain, the frog? No, it's the symbolism behind it. (laughs) I know, but so, but, like, in that moment, she wouldn't be like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to escape. I'm trying to escape, yeah. And so I... You know, subconsciously, that was a way of her showing that she could do this. She could escape. Yeah, I mean, that's what every step was. But then she got that key. She got the key. <sighs> and I don't, I don't know really what the, know, I don't what know what the key, key did. did. Nope, none. It did. I think it was just a test. It was like, all a test. Yeah, the frog was a test, but there was an action and a purpose. But the the key going into that, like, dungeon where she's not allowed to eat anything on the table. Just a classic temptation test. <laughs> uh, would I do that one? I mean, going into it doesn't seem that bad. Just go into this room and don't eat. Don't eat anything. What does she do? She eats she the damn eats, grape. eats the grape. <laughs> so, 
maybe I would do that one, but then once I'm there, I'd be like, oh, hell no, this is really creepy. I would have followed the instructions to a T because I'm good like that. But she obviously just, as a child, made that choice, even after seeing those creepy portraits of the, like, pale man eating children. Yeah, which also get into that. (laughs) What was the third trial? Her sacrificing her brother. Oh, which she didn't do, which is what also got her into I don't, I wouldn't do the that. underworld. I can't sacrifice a it, human That being. was a test. The test was to, and they say it to her, like, you didn't sacrifice your brother, you sacrificed yourself mm-hmm. to protect him, which is a good personality trait, I guess. And they're like, you passed the test because you didn't do that. You chose someone else over, your, over you, which is what she was also doing a lot of the time. Like, she was choosing her mother over herself and things like that. So they were testing her choices and who she was as opposed to is she brave yeah that's what i got out of it anyway but the whole thing like would you dive into this would you go into the labyrinth and talk to the scary fawn like that's that's a lot to ask of a kid i don't know if i'd have it in me to put myself in that situation well, she's scarier like the fawn that looks like he's giving you no danger or this like stepfather that's like an evil well if, evil you pretend, if you live in his world and do what he wants you could just kind of like maybe coast through it's they're both not great for a kid to be put into a situation <laughs> basically as a kid i would be shit scared yes way. i wouldn't be handling this situation well at all no me either <laughs> like mommy help me so based on that i guess like if you were a kid what would you do if your dad, your stepdad, sorry, was Captain Vadel? So he is a very sadistic <sighs> man. Like, he is the ultimate bad dude in this film. I'd be mad at my mom. <laughs> You'd be mad at your mom. For putting you in this situation. She was lonely. Oh. She was lonely. But, like, <laughs> not a reason. He was horrible. I think he only chose her because she would, like, the mother was vulnerable and, like, yeah. wanted company. So he's like, great, I can get her pregnant and have my son. Yeah, that's all he cared about was having a son. Yeah. And all she cared about was having, like, a man's stability and what came with that. Yes. Even if he was worse than Hitler. Yeah. Because, like, immediately the first thing we see when we meet him, she's pregnant, the mom, and they get there. And there's a wheelchair he wants her to take. She's like, oh, no, I can walk. And he's like take the wheelchair yeah it's like a sense of power over her yeah even when the doctor even told him like you shouldn't have moved her where she was from she's in a very fragile state like she was already sick um because of her pregnancy wasn't getting the right health and then he just move her out to the woods where guess what you're not going to get the best help like no, you have this one doctor also a war. A, a war site where there's like rebels surrounding you everyone's trying to kill mm-hmm. each other and you're like yep you'll be fine here mate just pop out that baby and get on with life yeah no, he wasn't great. And then, yeah, the whole he wants a son and she was having a bad pregnancy and he very much was just like, save the son yeah. at all costs, pretty much like... The son is all that mattered. Yeah. And the doctor even asked him, how do you know it's a boy? And he's like, I just know it's a boy. It has to be a boy. Yeah. And he was just like, how dare you say it's not? Yeah. It's like, like, chill out, What if dude. it's a girl? Are you just going to be very upset? No, I didn't like that. He just... He was heartless, very heartless. Yeah, and like I think the first time we were really like, oh god, is when he, <laughs> those farmers are like on his property. The guards go like, say, hey, we have these farmers here. Yeah, and then he like, I don't think it's an ice pick, but he like ice picks one of the guys and then shoots the other one, and then he searches them and is like, oh, oh, they were hunting. They were just finding rabbits. Oopsies. You yeah. guys should. Well, 
Don't my waste bad. my time with this next time. Oh. Oh. This is not what oh. I watch. Oh, that. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, he just like ice picked his face. Ah, I don't. You killed wanna... him. Of course he killed him. I don't want to know what happened. I'm not looking. <laughs> What's happening? Well, then he shot the old guys. I mean, I knew they were going to die. He didn't, he didn't even die. He ice picked him, shot the other guy, <sighs> and then shot that guy because he wasn't dead yet. Jeez. <sighs> For what? He's a bad guy. Because he doesn't trust anybody. He thinks everybody's after him. It's just all about him. And they were telling the truth. Why didn't he look before they did that? Yeah. He just didn't even care. Oh, and he blamed it on them. He was like... Next mm-hmm. time, check them correctly so I don't have to kill them. Like, maybe you should check before you kill them, too. <laughs> okay? I mean, maybe you should just stop killing everyone, but that's, you know, just one thing. But I guess he doesn't want to kill people because they're pretty. <sighs> no, that's what she said. Oh. Wait, who said that? The, the daughter. She was like, don't. The daughter was saying it to her brother in the belly, and she was like, don't. Oh. Don't kill her. She's pretty. You'll <laughs> love her. <laughs> Nailed it. She's very pretty. Don't kill That's her. That's it. So don't kill she's her. Because she's pretty. pretty. Don't kill her. Because she's pretty. Okay. <sighs> don't kill her. Because she's pretty. Do it a while. I thought that was him. Obviously, I drank too much wine at this point. Oh dear. Well, it bothered us when we heard it. <laughs> And I do think, kind of like, you have this male who is the worst character in this film. He is the essence of evil, essentially, is, like, what they're saying. It's, like, represents everything that's bad. But then the females in this, especially with Ophelia and then also Mercedes, they have this disobedience level where they're, like, they always have a choice. So they're going to choose good or bad. Are they going to obey? Are they going to disobey? In this instance, they're disobeying the bad guy, so actually they're making the right choice. Yeah, but they're always trying to do it in secret and, like, under the cover. Because they're scared. Yeah, of course, but it's smart. It's like like they're not being very combative. They're, like, doing it behind the scenes to where they can then become on top. Yeah, they're choosing what is right to them and... They're doing it in secret because they're scared, so they're still going up against the man, which mm-hmm. I really like. All those females are constantly doing it, and I think that portrays females really well in this film. Mm-hmm. And the male was like... There Except was like, for the mom. The mom just... She was just sick. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just give her a pass. <laughs> but at the end, when Mercedes like confronts Captain Vadal, and he's like, tell him who I was, oh, and yeah. she's like he'll never know your name so we don't oh. produce like another one and then shoots him in the head and I'm like girl pal in the cheek oh in the it's cheek it's such a weird whatever he right died in the cheek <laughs> I know well, it was still the head but it was such like a yeah that I forgot about that that was such like a mic drop like your son will yeah will yes. never know anything about you and is never going to represent what yeah, like, you want to represent why would he tell the baby why would she tell the baby your name come on dude yeah no you I was like you don't deserve that go Mercedes yeah Agreed. So now we go into our honorable mentions. No cameos this time, but we had some good stuff. Um, The first one was the pale man. Why she eat? She just ate. Why? (gasps) Oh my god. Ew. Because she's a fucking child and doesn't understand. Those are the worst people. Please don't. Please. Why would she eat? I don't know why she ate. Ugh. 
it was a test that she has failed. She like ate a grape too. So but gonna, why? He's got eyes in his hands. <laughs> Uh, you don't. You know you don't have to put it on your head, dude. Why is she eating it? Did she? She's no. so dumb. No, I don't like this. You know what? Whoa! What is that body? Look at that! Look at that pooch that he has down there. We touched on him before, but he's like, I feel like I saw lots of images of him from like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff, and I was like, okay, now I know who this dude is, and. I also think I want to go as him as Halloween with his little, like, eyes in his hands and his, like, blue. And I'm like, oh, my disturbing. God. Disturbing. It's just, it's so disturbing and, like, But it's terrifying. an awkward thing to do also. It's just so weird. And it's, like, creepy as well. So like, creepy. So creepy. But I did realize, you know how you had all those pooches and, like, layers and levels? Mm-hmm. is because he used to be fat and eat a lot of kids and he hasn't eaten kids in oh, a right, while. Oh, right, because all the shoes. Yeah, all the shoes were there and he wasn't touching the food in front of him and there's all the paintings. So you're saying... Pale man needs a plastic surgeon. He he needs help with his weight loss, yeah. Well, no, I mean, he Tiny. lost a weight loss. He, he should, needs to cut. He should do some squats and some, like, bicycle kicks. I don't think you get rid of that. That's skin. Okay, well. He needs a plastic he, surgeon. Well, he should have been working on that a while ago. But anyway, he just hungry. So he's like, ooh, little child. But creepy as fuck. That is one of the creepiest, like, characters I've seen in yeah, a Yeah, and the way time. he walked his body. Oh, my gosh. It was disturbing. And the fingers. And then he ate the fairies, like, just ripped their heads off. Ooh. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I did not like it. Honorable mention, though. The next one, where it was kind of the look of Ophelia. For me, what first came out was she had an Anne Frank vibe. Like, her style, her haircut. I think she had a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And do in like in the war, and it just—I don't know if there was actual connection to that, but I just kept seeing there was that. Probably like a representation of yeah. that. Del Toro probably was like, "Oh, this is like a strong young girl that like I'm going to build this character. Maybe mm-hmm. we can probably Google that and find out straight away." But then at the end of the film, I was like, "Oh, this chick is like what Eleven's based off because yeah. like you know you're going up against scary creatures and stuff, and you're like powering through, and you're going against the man." I was like, "Oh, okay, Eleven's based off this character." It as really well. is a combo of like. Anne Frank reality and then Eleven fantasy kind of like coming Come together. together. Come together. <gasps> Did we just bust a myth? Well, I don't know if it's <laughs> actually the intent, but that's how we are taking it. We're going with that. We just did a critical analysis of Ophelia. <laughs> I think it's pretty smart. And then our other honorable mention was Mercedes, mm. who was just always the ally. Right away, you knew she was like good people. Yeah. And you clued onto this the symbol of her knife her like knife. she had this little knife always she tucked in her apron when she was like in the kitchen or something and they kept would always focus in on that shot i'm like that knife means something it's gonna do some damage and it did it did some damage and this is where i think i basically related the valet val i'm gonna get his name wrong again whatever captain yeah, fatal captain to he's like the original dark knight joker yeah it had the very similarity it was not great to look at but he did have a joker vibe for sure and it looks so painful <laughs> see i knew that little knife was gonna come in yeah. get him get him get him get him get him get him <gasps> oh. oh it's in the mouth it's in the mouth did you dare touch the girl <gasps> i mean you don't see it 
She should have done a better job of killing him. Yeah. Like, actually killed him, not yeah. just, like, cut his But I don't know, kill somebody with a tiny knife Wait, like is that? he the original Jacob? <laughs> Our other one was... So there's this little root baby that we... It that's what like we a, called it. A, it's like a big parsnip or, or, like a, yeah. or, like, a really large, like, ginger. Yes. Like, ginger root. And she was supposed to... Oh, that was one of the tests or something. That was one of them where she had to, like, put it... That it, was, it was like a task. It wasn't a test. It was a way because she didn't want to do any more tests because she didn't want to leave her mom. And so the fawn was like, oh, give this Groot baby. Put it in milk. Put it in milk and then under feed the it mom. some blood under the mom and it will help her. And it yeah. was helping her until they threw it into a fire and then the mom died. Yeah. So, so we had a great Avengers reference that we thought that just triggered us from Groot baby. This little How root, would you even make it bleed? This little root baby is like a little it's like Groot. <laughs> I am root baby. <laughs> I am a root baby, not a Groot baby. Ba- yeah, baby Groot. <laughs> baby root, baby Groot. Baby Groot. And it made those sounds and it was like had like it was like and you're like, it's baby Groot. But like, and then she threw it in the fire, and then it screamed to and death, then was, and then she died. Yeah, that was a bit traumatic, but it's fine. And then I think our last honorable mention is that, as mentioned, we were um, drinking white wine, mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc. I gave the re- like, a, you know, the last glass to see, and I was like, oh, this girl's gonna need some more wine. So we, we still up- had forty minutes left. Yeah, we opened up a bottle of rosé. And it was trash. It was not good. I've had worse. So but... <laughs> I think at this point, I checked how much we only have like forty a, minutes. A, yeah, but we drank a lot. Oh, we oh. only had a small amount left. So yeah. by this point, by the end of the film, we were drunk, and we finished I this was. film. And I just was like, I don't know what happened. There is so many symbols in this film, and I don't understand the meaning of it. Today, I do understand the meaning of it, but yes, <laughs> last night, I was like, what did I just watch? What was that pale man? We were just confused with the whole connection of everything, <laughs> and it just went a little bit over our head at that moment, even though I think we were understanding it, but mm-hmm. for some reason at the end, we were like, hmm? And then we watched Kissing Booth 3. Yeah, and I don't think we really got... I'm going to ignore that comment on Kissing Booth 3 because what a shocking that, movie that was. That was the worst. But, like, we didn't see the symbolism between, like, her trying to escape reality and, like, between what was happening with Captain Vadel and what was happening with her and, like, the choices you're making. There were so many things we missed. I think if I watched this again sober, I would be like, oh, this is very powerful. But, like, when we were getting drunk, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, this the all the symbolism. I'm sure we missed so many mm-hmm. hints and clues and just all these, like, tricks of, I don't know, just all the little Maybe things. Maybe we do another podcast on this in, like, two years' time <laughs> and we watch it sober and we're like, okay, we definitely get it now. Okay, well, maybe just, like, one or two glasses. <laughs> like, we limit ourselves. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to dive into our ratings of this movie. Let's start with script. <laughs> script is hard because... because it's subtitles. Oh, but like, trivia, hashtag trivia. The Del Toro, because I, I can't pronounce his first name, it's Guillermo. Nicolas Del Toro, Guillermo Del Toro, actually translated the whole film himself from mm-hmm. Spanish to English because... That's cool. 
he, he knows it best. Yeah, and he knows the story, and I was reading that he knew the story years before. It's based off, like, drawings and scribbles that he had in a notebook, and then he, like, pitched it to someone, and two years later he had, like, a script, but it was all in Spanish, and so when the film was getting translated, he refused to let anyone else work on it because he thinks tra- bad translations had happened in so many films. Mm-hmm. So he spent, like, three months translating it into English. Interesting. So, knowing that didn't understand the script in Spanish, but he put so much love into the script in English. Sometimes I didn't really quite get what was going on, especially with the fawn's way of talking. So I'm going to give it like a four based on how much effort went into it. Well, I was going to say four also, because if we don't have those words, I mean, the literal words of the script, we would be completely lost. I feel like the filming... Which kind of goes on to probably, well, like, but to know but... things. I mean, that's just how you know really what's going on. And the and... princess of her being a princess, I guess. You need to know that Yeah, story like, line. the story. Yeah. yeah. So... And that pretty much is just, like, what's carrying us through. Or it would be mm-hmm. kind of a hot mess yeah. for us. I'm going to give it a four. Characters. 4.5. I think the characters were really good. I liked the females. Uh, the... Even though he was awful, Captain Vader was just the iconic bad guy, and I love a great bad guy, and I think he embraced that. There was no good in him. You know how sometimes it would be a bad guy and he might have a tinge of good, but he was just like, no, nah, bad dude. The only thing he ever loved was his son. He didn't even love his son. He just loved himself. Yeah. He just wanted to make a little mini-me. I'd say four, because some of the, like, the fawn sometimes threw me off a little bit on how he was, and I couldn't tell if I liked him or not. But isn't that a good character if you have to, like, figure yeah, out just, what it's going on? Yeah, sometimes I just on? didn't enjoy him very well, I guess. I just was like, you're weirding me out. <laughs> and you you get to know some character. I think the, like, Ophelia and Mercedes, yes. Mm. Even like, though you were disappointed in Ophelia eating the grape, you said that was against her character. I do think that's right. That's right. I thought that was a little bit of a flaw. Like, who we had already seen from her, I don't think she would have eating those grapes so nonchalantly and the fairies are literally like no don't she's like what and it's like what do you mean you're smarter than that so yeah i'm saying but she's still a child but no but i just didn't think then show that more of her but she was so mature and so like aware and such a protector Mm -hmm. just didn't seem like something she would just and just a grape Mm -hmm. like why don't you get one of like the cooler things on the table not just a purple grape i just don't even like purple grapes so much i'm more of a green grape (laughs) so i didn't get it (laughs) Uh, plot. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5 purely because when I watched it, I was confused. There's just a disconnect a little. I feel like they could have connected the two worlds. Maybe a little. It just seemed so two random things. When we were watching it, yes. But now I look back at it, they seem more connected. But I think I'm just taking it from when I watched it last night and I didn't really get it. And I was, you know, drunk. So I, I, I get it. It just might go a little over my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we're just... I get it. Maybe we're just not just, smart enough for this film. But I think we understand it. It's just... It's just different. Yeah. It's a different thing. So 3.5. Entertainment factor. Um, honestly, for a movie with subtitles, it held me. So I'm going to give it a four. And I was drinking. So it's like, it was all the things of subtitles, not knowing what's going on, everything's in Spanish, and I'm drinking wine, and... You, you got me. They have those glimpses of, like, action that, like, mm-hmm. bring you back in or, like, a scary character that brings you back in if you lose track. So I think it kept you there. Didn't really lose me at any point. No, I agree because throughout we had a lot of reactions to a lot of things, which I think is a good tell that 
it had an entertainment factor and that mm-hmm. we were in it and we were shocked by things or just we weren't always shocked that it happened but just like how it happened or that little extra piece yeah. that they added and i do think it was filmed very well i remember the starting scene when they're driving through the woods and it just looks so beautiful and there was those white kind of i don't know what you call them like seeds that are floating through mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. it just looks so soft and pretty and i was like oh he's filmed this really really nicely so even to like watch it visually was actually quite nice yeah I agree. Would you recommend? Yes. Hard yes. I think yes, this I is would. definitely one that I get its importance a little bit more than probably other ones that we've watched. But I do think watch it with minimal amount of alcohol so that you understand what is going on. It's an interesting concept. And I do think it's one I would watch again to get into it a little bit more. Like, I could watch that again. Yeah. I would recommend Oswell. Wine Vibe. Look, guys, do not, do not, I repeat, drink white wine and have popcorn. It tastes rubbish. There is a reason why... Why do you think, though? In Scandal, Kerry Washington is always drinking red wine and popcorn. That is why I drink red wine and popcorn. It tastes better. White wine and popcorn doesn't taste good together. Why do you think? Is it just, like, two white-colored things and it just doesn't... Well, I mean, chicken and white wine apparently taste good together. It just, whatever it was... Didn't go well. I didn't enjoy yeah, my popcorn. I don't understand why, but I agree. When you said it, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a little bit disappointing. Yeah. When you would go back to the white. So, granted, this is probably one of the. I liked this movie a lot. I wasn't as impressed with our wine choices for this film. But I mean, so yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend the so wine vibe low. Low, low. I mean, I it was high because it got me drunk, but low satisfaction. Yeah, it got me drunk. I have a twinge of a headache. Just take that Advil. Keep on rocking. Maybe I didn't drink enough water. <laughs> but like, once I'm like halfway through, I didn't notice like that sweet kind of taste. It wasn't too bad. I've had a drunk. lot worse. I also hadn't fed you pizza yet. But that's true. <laughs> but I would have. I didn't. I didn't oppose drinking it because I've had a lot worse white where I really don't like it. So it was okay. All right. Thank you all for joining us this week. Leave us a review and comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about. Don't forget to subscribe and find us on TikTok, linked in the description. Cheers! Cheers.